Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode, or just shows that got banned. We're expecting. It's fine. There's plenty of room for graveyards. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Before we get started, I just want to say... Noah! What? What? (sighs) Welcome to South Park. Yes, we're heading on down to South Park to meet some friends of mine. And only of yours. Yes. So this is episode one, I'm sorry, episode 200 and 201 of South Park. Yep. Two of the, I believe, four banned episodes of South Park. Uh, One of the episodes is actually tied to this, and we'll get into that other one in a little bit. And then there's another banned episode that is about uh, a bleeding Blessed Mother statue. Okay. So there are... All the banned ones have to do with religious iconography. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, but this I would say is the most famous. Yes. The, and the most banned. Uh, because this one was actively controversial controversial when it aired. Yes. Uh, the Blessed Mother and the other episode I'm talking about that we'll talk about a little bit more were banned retrospectively. Okay. So uh, before we get into all of this, though. You know what we gotta do? Pour, pour one out? We gotta pour one out. I'll, I'll talk about mine first. All right, go ahead. Just uh, start us off. Mine was well-intentioned, but hideous. Uh, they There's a whole thing at the beginning where they call Tom Cruise a fudge packer. Yes. So I made a chocolate-themed drink called the Accidental Fudge Packer. Okay. I have melted dark chocolate and a little bit of peanut butter chips... And wiped it all over the uh, sides of this champagne glass. Yes. And then I made Kahlua and chocolate milk. Excellent. Excellent. I feel like that glass may never be clean again. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The thing is, I had designed that I was going to pour the Kahlua in milk and stir it, and it was going to become a very pretty, swirly beverage, Mm -hmm. and that the dark chocolate was going to make it chocolate milk. Yeah. Instead, the dark chocolate instantly rehardened. Yes, because you put a cold beverage on it. Yeah, I, I kind of thought it wouldn't be cold enough to do that. So it's got like candy in the bottom, like an ice cream cone. Right. Of like the dark chocolate. Like, isn't that, isn't that yeah, pretty? Yeah, it looks good. It, it's delicious, though. As long as it's delicious, that's what's important. A program. Uh, I have... Uh, I took a a ginger-flavored water, and then I added orange Kool-Aid to make it orange, and then I added some spiced rum to make the gingers snapped. Ha-ha! I haven't tried it yet. Here we go. That's pretty good. I kind of thought it'd be an odd flavor profile, but... uh, it's actually pretty refreshing. I, Laura disagrees with me. I'm getting mostly Kool-Aid. Yeah, it's I, not bad. It's not bad. 
But like, yeah, the orange overpowers the the rum and the uh, the ginger quite a bit. We are not cocktail scientists here. <laughs> no, I, we're we're here to have we're just we're just here to have a good time. Let's uh, let's head on down to South Park. All right. We start, and I, I enjoy the start of this. The start of this is funny. It starts with uh, the kids touring a fudge factory. Yes. And they're calling uh, Cartman fat, and they're calling Kyle a Jew, and Stan's like... And here's where all the fudge is put into boxes to be shipped all over the world. Kind of like Cartman's dad shipped out on him. I have a dad, butthole. My mom is my dad. You guys, stop. All you're doing is rehashing a bunch of old stuff. Yes. This is a great way to start a... Milestone. A milestone episode. With like, oh, it it seems like we're already out of ideas. Oh, and it's very important. They get on Cartman about not having a father. Yes. They bring that up again. Because like that that was a big episode. Because we we did actually Not Without My Anus on this show. Yeah, this is actually... I, I made a joke about how, despite being a show about canceled television that we did two episodes of gargoyles we've now done three episodes of south park so what you're saying is we need to do another episode of gargoyles <sighs> i don't really have an argument for that right now <laughs> so uh perhaps in the future uh but in any case there are a comment down in the comment section if you want to do another episode of gargoyles <laughs> you want to so the kids, as they are reviewing this factory on the school trip, run into Tom Cruise. Yes. Who is putting fudge into a box. Yes. And they call him a fudge packer. Yes. Which he denies and says, no, you can't call me that. I'm fly fishing. Yes, which is strange. Uh, I believe that that was a actual quote Tom Cruise said when they accused him of going to a... Uh, like a massage parlor. Oh, okay. They were like, weren't you at this massage parlor? He said, no, I was fly fishing. Um, also, though, this is not Tom Cruise's first appearance in South Park. Right. So, uh, Tom Cruise appeared in the Trapped in the Closet episode, where him and John Travolta refused to come out of the closet. Okay. Which was also a criticism of Scientology. Uh, that uh, the Scientologists did not care for, as it turns out. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually the episode that caused uh, Isaac Hayes to leave the show. Yes, I did know this. Because Isaac Hayes is a Scientologist and was greatly offended by this and left the show. Okay. So we're circling back to one of the most infamous episodes of South Park already. Bom, bom, bom. Uh, the kids then go back to school and uh, Stan is called into the principal's office. Tom Cruise has assembled a team of people that are going to sue South Park. What? Believe it or not, it's exactly 200 people. Is it? Yes. Oh, that's fun. Uh, But people include uh, all people that South Park has parodied and attacked over its 200 episodes. Uh, So Oprah is there. uh, Sally Struthers is there. George Lucas and... Rob Reiner's there. Yeah, Rob Reiner's there. Rob Reiner was the anti-smoking episode. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are there with a tied-up uh, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. which is a, a another important one uh, because there's an episode of South Park where 
they're all traumatized by something that they saw. Yes. And what they had seen was the latest Indiana Jones movie, and it was so scarring to see their beloved character treated so poorly. In that episode, this episode's going to be full of fun South Park facts. In that episode, they try to get their money back from George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and say to them, this is terrible what you're doing. It's like with your rehashing of Star Wars and E.T., that would be like releasing a special edition of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And in the episode, they think, oh, my God, that's a great idea. And they do it. No. And it ends with them being like, don't look at it. Hide your eyes. And it kills all of them. Like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, that makes sense. That's kind of fun. They were actually going to do a special edition of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and this episode of South Park stopped it from happening. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. So it was interesting to see them back. Ben Affleck is there. Uh, just every every celebrity you would think of that they have. Mickey Mouse himself. What? <laughs> They're all there. And they're going to sue South Park. And South Park cannot afford this. So, Stan is forced by his father to apologize to Tom Cruise for calling him a fudge packer while he's still doing it, which I thought was really funny. Yes. But maybe you could see how, since you do take fudge and pack it into a box, what? I'm just saying that you are employed currently as a person who packages... I'm an actor! Then this is basically the crux of the show, is they ask, what can we do that can make you drop this lawsuit? Yeah. And Tom Cruise says there's one thing you can do. And they're like, anything. I want the Prophet Muhammad. And the response is, ooh... That's going to be tough. Yeah. The reason for that is there's actually a history of the Prophet Muhammad in South Park. Yes. Uh, The Prophet Muhammad originally appeared in an episode of South Park called The Super Best Friends. Yes. Where Jesus forms a team with Moses, Buddha, Krishna, uh, and Muhammad, and Seaman. Is Joseph Smith in? I think Joseph Smith is in there as well. Yeah, because I know he's in this one. Yes. And basically it's the idea of all the religions get together and they they form this like squad. And then they also just take a pot shot at Aquaman. Yes. Because nobody likes Aquaman. And it's fair. mm, That's the part that offends me. Uh, (laughs) I love Aquaman. Um... And in that episode, the Prophet Muhammad is in it, uncensored. Okay. And there was not a problem with it. Huh. Now, since that that was an early episode of South Park. Yes. And I remember watching that episode. And the, the plot of that episode is South Park is terrorized by a giant Abraham Lincoln. As one does. So they go to the super best friends and they're like, how do we defeat a a giant Abraham Lincoln? And Moses goes, uh, giant John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) And they build a giant John Wilkes Booth and he assassinates him. Oh, okay. And that's how that episode ends. All right. Um, 
since then was when the news about the cartoonists getting in trouble for doing political cartoons with the Prophet Muhammad in it. Right. Happened. South Park then did the uh, Cartoon Wars trilogy. This was their them railing against Family Guy. Yes. And I, I recall, didn't Matt Groening send them a gift basket? Yes. Uh, because they they took down how terrible Family Guy is. It's just terrible cutaway humor. Right. Uh, the Basically, the plot of that is they're watching South Park and... I'm sorry, they're watching Family Guy and there was going to be the Prophet Muhammad, Muhammad and they cut away. And they're like, well, what happened there? And... Family Guy then, like, starts to panic and go into disarray. And basically what they find out is the writers of Family Guy is a group of manatees. <laughs> and the manatees just grab random balls and put them into these shoots. And they're like, oh, okay, that's a joke. So, so it's just like O.J. Simpson wearing moon shoes, you know, at SeaWorld. And then they just cut away to that. And they're like, yeah, that's a Family Guy joke. So like a Mad Lib. Exactly. Uh, but they took the Prophet Muhammad ball out of the pool so they wouldn't get in trouble. And the manatees refused to write jokes. Okay, because they didn't want to have limits. Yeah. So they put the, the ball back in. They write another joke that has Muhammad in it. So Family Guy is going to air a image of Muhammad. Right. And everyone buries their head in the sand to not look at it. Because if they don't look at it, the terrorist won't kill them. Okay. And it's a three-part episode. And the second episode ends with, you know, will the, them hiding their head in the sand work? Will Cartman bring down Family Guy? Will they show an image of the Prophet Muhammad? Or will Comedy Central wuss out? Okay. And then the third episode airs, and it, there's a moment where they show Peter Griffin say, oh, that's like when I did some home improvement work with the Prophet Muhammad. And then it does a Family Guy cutaway, a door opens, and then a black screen with white text that says, Comedy Central was not comfortable showing an image of the Prophet Muhammad. Bum, bum, bum. So they centered it then. Right. So this whole episode is basically the South Park guys going, you didn't let us do it that time. It's our 200th episode. We're your most valuable show. We're doing this. Right. And you're going to deal with it. Right. Okay. So that was a lot of history. Yes. <laughs> to get through. Uh, just to understand the gravitas of this episode. Right. Okay. Um. The rest of the show, we're going to fly through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's in Noah's best interest. We don't spend too much time in a lot of the show because I will get on my my soapbox. <laughs> so, uh, they have to get the Prophet Muhammad, but they're afraid that they will get bombed. Yes. Basically. So, uh, the, Kyle mentions, like, I've seen him before. It was not a big deal. Referencing that Super Best Friends episode. Right. And that's why he goes and talks to Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus basically explains that Muhammad is not going to be doing any uh, public appearances right now. It's too uh, 
controversial to have that religious figure shown in any form of parody. Right. While that is happening, Buddha is sat next to Christ doing cocaine. Boys, you need to understand that people get very offended when Muhammad is mocked because he's a religious figure. Buddha, don't do coke in front of kids. Yeah. Uh, I think this is making the point brilliantly. Okay. Because basically they're saying, like, we do not hold other religious figures in the same uh, respect as Muhammad is being held up as. Yeah. So it's like, it's not because it's religion that this is wrong, is basically the point they're trying to make. Because, yes. like, in that same scene, Kyle says, Jesus fucking Christ to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, to, in his face. Right. And the issue is that is not a problem, but Muhammad is. Okay. Uh, I, I think that's a funny way to get this, this message across. Uh, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to, but... I just, I, I don't really have a counterpoint of, uh, I, I found this whole episode, uh, man, we've done 199 episodes and we sure would like attention. Oh, I definitely think this is attention seeking. Yeah, like, ah, uh, it's, I, if this was a tweet, the responses would be that gif of here's that attention you ordered. See... To me, I felt like a lot of this episode was a curtain call because there's a lot of like self-referential humor of like, hey, remember this South Park character? Like, and this is the last line they haven't crossed. So like, there is this feeling in my mind of this is the last box they have to check before the show is over. Yeah, I think (laughs) if... I think if this, um, if the show had ended here, it might have been, I might feel a little differently about it, but, Mm -hmm. uh, we also have to bring up Jennifer Lopez. Yes. So, uh, one other celebrity joins the lawsuit and that's Jennifer Lopez, which is Cartman's hand who is not actually Jennifer Lopez. I know that that's kind of confusing, because obviously, but that character is actually Mitch Connor, a con artist that pretends to be uh, Jennifer Lopez and is Cartman's hand. Yes. (laughs) Another, like, callback to previous episodes of South Park. (laughs) So, uh, basically... Cartman is being dragged into this situation by Mitch Connor because they're going to rip off the celebrities. Right. And Cartman's not super on board with the plan. No. But Mitch Connor is kind of forcing him into this. Uh, so <laughs> the plan is they're going to get uh, Muhammad but he's going to stay in the back of a U-Haul truck with no windows, so he's never seen. Yes. And they kind of do this bit where they're like, are you okay in there, Muhammad? And then there's a beat. 
I'm fine. And then like this moment of like, was that too much? Was that offensive? No. Why did we get into why the celebrities wanted Muhammad? Oh yeah, I don't believe we we talked about their plan. Uh, which I'm not sure if yeah, the plan does come up earlier. Yes. Uh, Rob Reiner. I have a I have a synopsis up. Oh okay. Uh, Rob Reiner has made a goo machine, and they are going to take Muhammad and harvest the goo inside him that makes it so that you can't make fun of him. And put that into themselves so that they will be free from critics. Yes. Which, kind of an interesting idea. <laughs> All right. I could see what, that would be a thing Tom Cruise would want. Yeah, like the essence of what makes him not allowed to be made fun of. Yes, to make him untouchable. However, um, someone else wants yes. Muhammad. Uh, I, I believe this is how... 200 ends is that they they try to hide Muhammad uh, and it's not enough for him to be in the U-Haul because Tom Cruise actually wants him. So they put him in a bear costume. So he's covered from head to toe. Yeah. So you can't see him at all. And they are harassed by these terrorists, but it's not Muslim extremists. It's the gingers. Yes. The gingers want him for the same power so that they can't be made fun of. And the adults decide to give them Muhammad because they're threatening violence instead of lawsuits. Yes. Um, So the celebrities have to up their ante. And uh, they they needed the newly rebuilt Mecca Streisand. Mecca Streisand. And my note here is... And you can tell they have more money now. Well, Mecha Streisand is a returning character. I remember. Okay, but um, it did not look like this. Yes, that's why I said you can tell <laughs> they have more money now. Yeah. Because uh, Mecha Streisand, I watched South Park in the first couple of seasons when I was very young. Mm-hmm. And Mecha Streisand did not look like that. No. Like, they clearly have better animation and more money yes. now. And they call her a Jewish slur for no Reason that was the the uh, a big moment in this where I was like, oh, unnecessary. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons where I was like, oh, that's right. I don't like South Park because like the stories are often interesting, and there's often a point that you can understand and that is worth making. Mm-hmm. But then they do things like we're going to use a Jewish slur for literally no reason. Yes, it wasn't like it was important to the plot. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it was even important in a scene. Like, I could almost see it more if, like, Cartman threw it at Kyle mm-hmm. because that's their dynamic and that would be part of the plot. Yes. But literally, it's a throwaway line and they just have to call her that. Yeah. A, a little bit of, of research and also my own personal feelings. Uh, I had never heard that word until South Park. I learned that word from South Park. Wow. And, and Cartman called Kyle that in the Tourette's episode. Is okay. where I first learned it. I was like, that's a new one. Uh, and this is a joke that they like because in the South Park, uh, video game and like the superhero episodes, Kyle's character is the human kite. Yes. And like, it's playing off of that. And it's one of those, like, one of them is actually Jewish, so they feel like it's okay. Right. But it is uncomfortable to hear 
also due to the fact that in an interview, uh, they were asked, like, do you actually hate all these celebrities that you make fun of? And Matt Stone and Trey Parker said, Just one celebrity have we, do we truly actually personally hate? I'm Barbara Streisand. It's us versus Barbara Streisand. So there's a bit of genuine dislike behind it that makes it feel extra gross. Yeah, like, and it's just, it's not necessary. It adds nothing mm-hmm. to call her that. It, it, ju- it gets just that reaction of, ooh, out of your crowd, which, as this is something that I, I bring up as a comedian, uh, is there are people who don't know how to get laughs, but want to get a reaction. So they go on stage and try to get groans because it's better than hearing silence. That's what that moment felt like. Like, we don't have a joke here, but we want to get something out of the crowd. Uh, And they they did. Yeah. Um, I just, it, to me, it it takes you out of the actual story. Yeah. Because you're just like, okay, story, story, story. Whoa, okay. It it makes no, it is literally a throwaway line. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they have her theme song, which is sung in butchered Japanese. Yes. Because we had to find someone else to be racist to as well. Well, it's a Godzilla parody. Yeah. It's a Godzilla parody, but it still feels very racist. So Mitch and Cartman are like trying to work their angle and Cartman doesn't want in. But Mitch needs Cartman because Cartman is... Literally attached to Mitch. Right. So Mitch is like, it's a shame you don't know who your father is. And Cartman's like, my mom is my father. We did this whole thing. And that's not the truth. So they go to Mr. Garrison. And Mr. Garrison hasn't used Mr. Hat in a long time. So there's this kind of fun scene of like, get the hat. I I don't use the hat anymore. Get the hat. Like... Yeah, this goes back to what I was saying about, like, the curtain call of this, where it's like, we're bringing everyone back. So, like, having Mr. Hat, who's a character that was, like, retired in, like, season five. Right. Coming back and, like, playing back off of this... (coughs) Bless you. Thank you. Playing back off of this uh, very famous story of who is Cartman's father is, like... It's kind of tying the show up very nicely in a bow, yeah. in my opinion. And bringing this plot line back is also kind of like an interesting touch. Uh, and it turns out Mr. Hat and Mitch Connor served together in Nam. Yes. Which is such a like late 90s, early 2000s trope. Nam? Like, yeah, it really was. Like, everything had like... Because I remember, like, flashbacks to Nam being, like, a lazy joke people leaned on. Yeah, I remember seeing that joke in Wonder Chosen. Yeah, like, it was just, like, any character who was, like, the next generation up was in Nam. Yes. Uh, I think it actually ties nicely back with another uh, South Park joke of it takes 14 and a half years for something to be funny. Yeah. And, like, right around that time, Nam was that long ago. I mean, Nam was... The late 60s, early 70s. So, Nam would hit that in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. But what I'm thinking of is the people who were coming up, it was their parents. So, they were kind of applying this, like, the kind of, like, oh, my dad's friend. Like, everybody had, like, 
the uncle who kind of yeah. came back, like, with PTSD or... Yeah, it would have been roughly 14 and a half. And I don't even remember if that's the number they used in South Park years since seeing the damage of, of uh, Vietnam and, like, the Nam flashbacks and then making fun of that. I mean, I think it's also the people who these jokes are for are 20, let's say. Yeah. So they didn't, like... They didn't live through. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of anticipating in the next five to ten years, seeing 9-11 start to creep into the cultural vernacular Absolutely. the same way. Because, um, you know, college students weren't alive during 9-11. Yeah, it, these types of jokes are not about Nam. They're about dealing with people who had to deal with Nam. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... And it was kind of like the trope of, like, it was never your direct parent. But I feel like a lot of media had the... uh, I always want to say the uncle. The uncle, yeah. Who, like... And I keep thinking of Lieutenant Dan Mm -hmm. from Forrest Gump and, like, how he was a non-vet who lost his legs, but he was also kind of played for laughs. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And, And, like, I know that there's... A joke about it in Always Sunny, like, that's very similar to this. So, yeah, like, this is the time where nom jokes were big. <laughs> yeah, like, I think the last big, like, Vietnam-based humor thing was Tropic Thunder. Yeah, that sounds about right. And now it's kind of, like, creeping out of the cultural, like, awareness. Mm-hmm. Because Vietnam was over, like, 45, 48 years ago. So the number of people who are alive who remember it is getting smaller, and the yeah. number of people who are producing entertainment who remember it is grow who don't remember it are growing. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, I-, I talk a lot about the cycle of nostalgia, and this yeah. is like the flip side of the cycle of nostalgia of like the cycle of bad nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I think I mean that's what the state dooms about. It's about analyzing this stuff. Yeah, like, no one's coming here because they want. To hear a summary of the thing we it's watched. True. Like, we're here to analyze this. Uh, so, so yeah. they're in, they go to, um, they go to the lab. Yes, with Professor, what's his name? Because this is another, like, big returning character we haven't seen in a while. Oh, God, Professor What's-His-Nuts. Um, hold on, Mephesto. Yeah, Mephesto. Because Mephesto, like... He used to be a big South Park character and, like, was a big part of the video games and stuff. I kept wanting to say Dr. Moreau. Yeah. It reminds me of Marlon Brando's character in Dr. Moreau. That's, yeah, that's the idea, because he used to breed monkeys, or animals with four butts was his thing. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, see, that, this is what they want. They want, <laughs> they want analysis like this. Uh, they get that, that sweet, sweet four butts analysis. Yeah. So... Despite the fact that uh, all this is going on with Muhammad, now Cartman only cares about his father. Yes. And Mephesto does uh, confess that they lied in that, that day where they said that his mom was his father. And they did it to protect someone. They did it to protect the Denver Broncos. We don't know that yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that too early? Sure did. Sorry. Uh, and he's about to reveal who, uh, 
They, they, they do a bit, uh, like a bit about racism, too, to get into Dr. Mephisto's lab. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> where they, like, pose as a black man? They, they pose as a black man who's having car trouble that just needs to use a phone. And they guilt Mephisto into letting them in by being like, I thought things would change when we had a black president. Like, it's a very yeah. weird. I don't understand what the message is here. <laughs> like, is the message that, like, racism still exists or that we're bad people because we don't trust strangers oh, we, in we our We actually, home? we jumped up a little bit because they don't see Mephisto until 201. Oh, I thought we were in 201. We are now. Okay. Um, uh, we also... Find out who was really in the teddy bear costume. Yes, it's actually Santa. Yeah. <laughs> I I enjoy South Park Santa a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I find him especially fun and jolly. So the super best friends are trying to get rid of Mecha Streisand. Um, and they, they destroy a bunch of things that we'd recognize. Like they destroy, like Mecha Streisand destroys like buildings we've seen before. Yes. And characters we've seen before. Yeah, Pip. Yeah, and I really liked Pip. Pip was one of my favorite characters and I always wondered why Pip was gone. And like, admittedly, I was, I'm not a big South Park fan. So then being like, oh, and we're also going to kill Pip in this one episode you've watched. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I believe... I already it was not having a good time. I believe the uh, the explanation the people at South Park gave was Pip started to get written out because they had Butters. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really need both Pip and Butters. But I liked Pip. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you could have had Pip be annoying. Whereas Butters is kind of, like, cute. Yeah, and naive. Like, I like Pip, but Pip's not likable. No, he's posh. Yeah, like, he's he's annoying, and I kind mm-hmm. of liked him for that. Butters is too cute. Yeah, poor Butters. That's always, like, a cosplay I wanted to do. I've always wanted to do a Professor Chaos. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> um, I might, maybe if I ever go to a convention again. Yeah, those exist. <laughs> so... Uh, the the main cast is all at Mephisto's lab, and they get the idea to clone Muhammad. Yeah, which is a, a weird choice to um, do science experiments on him. Uh, it should be mentioned as we go into two hundred one that what we watched was the uncensored version of two hundred. Yes, that one, was released on the DVD. It was re- released on the DVD and uh. On SouthPark.com. Because they used to stream every episode on SouthPark.com. Yes. 201 only aired once on Comedy Central. And with extreme censorship to the point that they bleep Muhammad every time it is spoken. Yes. Which they had not done in the previous episode. Yes. So this is a very, like, uh, a strange time. The, The reason this is done... Is they were threatened by an extremist, group. an extremist group, and at the time they had to have increased security at Comedy Central because people were planning to murder them. <laughs> so that's what was going on there. Yes. So uh, they have this very strange uh, a bit where the gingers capture them. Yes, and. They have something special planned for Cartman. Yes. And 
to cut they they kind of cut back and forth. And there's also this weird thing with Mecha Streisand and Neil Diamond. Yeah. Where Krishna turns into Neil Diamond. <laughs> uh Barbara Streisand cannot resist doing a duet with Neil Diamond. Yes. So they have Krishna turn into Neil Diamond and they perform a duet together. And it's kind of my favorite joke in the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I loved you, girl, and I still love you now. What have you got to say? Because <laughs> it's just them doing a bad Neil Diamond impression and Barbara Streisand, like, screaming. Yeah, because... <laughs> Mecca Streisand, excuse me. Yeah, because she's just she's a robot. She's just herself, a robot so she's monster. Gone, yes. And it's kind of fun. Uh, like, this is the jokes... These are, like... The slur was not funny. This is very funny. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> um, and the gingers are taking Cartman to their leader, mm-hmm. who is none other than Scott Tennerman. <laughs> and what's great is you figure it out. Yeah. Because uh, they take Cartman to a ChiliCon carnival. carnival. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ChiliCon carnival. And you went, oh my God, it's Scott Tennerman. Which, if you don't know, uh, another famous episode of South Park is uh, Scott Tennerman tricks Cartman into buying his pubic hair. Yeah. Uh, and it's about uh, Cartman trying to get revenge on Scott Tennerman. And Scott Tennerman's like one step in ahead of Cartman the whole way until the very end where Cartman kills his parents or has his parents killed. And then chops them up and makes them into chili and feeds them to Scott Tennerman. Yeah. Uh, in front of the band Corn? No, in front of Radiohead. <laughs> because that's his favorite band. So on top of it, he's sad in front of Radiohead. And uh, they Scott then like kind of goes like, oh yeah, the town was all in on the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Your father was one of the Denver Broncos. Yes. But there was only one Denver Bronco living in South Park at that time. Mm-hmm. His father, Scott Tennerman Sr. Yeah, like, so they're half-brothers. They're half-brothers, and Cartman killed his own father. Yes. It's like, it's kind of like really crazy to be like, wow, we waited episodes for Cartman to get his comeuppance for that truly horrible thing he did. Yeah. And it's like... Oh, I mean, this, he kind of deserved this. Yeah. And it, it's cl- it clearly looks like the killing joke. Yes, I was wondering if you picked up on that. It's oh, yeah, I- very specifically the killing joke. And uh, we've been doing this show for almost 100 episodes. And there are things that we watch where I'm like, I don't think Laura's going to have the best time with nope. this. And this is one of the things where I was like, I know there's like a lot of interesting stuff that I know about this. But I don't think this would be your favorite thing to watch. But I also know your least favorite thing in the world is The Killing Joke. And, like, one of my least favorite things in the world is the Mm -hmm. book The Killing Joke. Mm -hmm. My very least favorite thing in the world is the film. Would you? I don't think we've... Have you seen it? Because I haven't. I I watched about half. I actually didn't get to the main storyline of The Killing Joke. I watched about 15 minutes one night and was like, I'm out. Because... Somebody offered 
to buy it for us for us to watch. Oh, they did. I have it. So, like... Th- my friend gave me his download code because he bought a copy that came with a download code. Mm-hmm. So my friend Adrian was like, I want to hear you watch this. Yes. So, I should mention, we do have a Patreon now where we do bonus episodes. Something to consider. You're re- really sweetening the deal for me, aren't you? <laughs> We're going to make Noah watch all of Game of Thrones. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, <laughs> Guys, I want you to start thinking of like how much you want to make Noah watch Katie Keene. <laughs> Katie Keene's on the list. Like, I think we're watching Katie Keene. I know, but it's, every, it's, it's not on the schedule. But it's, it's everything coming. you hate. It's Riverdale and it's the girl from Life Sentence. <laughs> In a Riverdale spinoff that I'm pretty sure is a musical. Oh, you didn't mention it was a musical? Oh, no. I think it's a musical. All right. this That'll be post 100. It's 13 hour long episodes. The, the, <laughs> the way you said that made it sound like each episode was 13 hours. It's going to feel like It's just like how that. it feels. <laughs> Meanwhile. So Cartman's upset he's half ginger. Uh, well... We have to finish off the storyline with Muhammad here. Okie dokie. Muhammad is a censor bar. Yes. Uh, and they the celebrities eventually get uh, Muhammad into the machine. And Tom Cruise gets into the machine with him. They extract his goo. He gets the goo. And then a censor bar appeals over Tom Cruise. Yes. Uh, and then a huge brawl breaks out. Where the ginger kids come in because they want part of the machine and the super best friends are there fighting. And they want to get their friend back. Yeah, so it's just complete mayhem. And a censored Tom Cruise gets attacked by Seaman. Yes. And Kyle yells, I'll get you, Tom Cruise. Hey, look, Tom Cruise has Seaman on his back. What did you say? Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise does have semen on his back. Yes. And at that moment, the center bar disappears. And he's like, you can't say that. I'm filled with the goo. And he goes, don't you understand? There is no goo. I learned something here today. And then they censor. And then it's a, a 90-second speech. You see, I learned something today. And then Jesus was like, right. And then there's a bleep. And then Santa says something. And then there's a bleep. And then he just goes, yeah. And then that scene ends. Yeah, and Comedy Central did that. Yes, that is something I wanted to bring up. In seeing this, this seems like perfect meta comedy. Yeah. That, like, all this stuff is being censored. But it's it's not. Uh the Trey Parker and Matt Stone have come out to say that uh, that Comedy Central did that and that that was not their creative um, intention. I have the speech. Yes. Uncensored. Uh, yeah, it's right here. Oh, okay. Then you read it because it disappeared on my phone. That's because there is no goo, Mr. Cruz. You see, I learned something today. Throughout this whole ordeal, we've all wanted to show things that we weren't allowed to show. But it wasn't because of some magic goo. It was because of the magical power threatening people with violence. 
It's obviously the only true power. If there's anything that we've all learned, it's that terrorizing people works. Jesus. That's right. Don't you see, Gingers? If you don't want to be made fun of anymore, all you need are guns and bombs to get people to stop. Santa. That's right, friends. All you need to do is instill fear and be willing to hurt people and you can get whatever you want. The only true power is violence. Stan. Yeah. And it's your typical, like, South Park ending speech. Yeah, it's the lesson. The lesson of this whole thing. But that is completely bleeped out. Yeah, and what sucks is that's great. I think that is really good. And I don't like South Park that much. Mm -hmm. But I thought this was a really... But then, it's going to sound terrible. But I'm looking at it as, I see what they clearly mean by this. That, like, they are, this is satire. Yes. Comedy Central is worried about the idiot who's not going to realize it's satire. Exactly. I think they do a good job of setting that up the whole time. Because, like, the message of this is Muhammad, as a religious figure, has been devalued by the fact that he's now just tied to violence. Yes. Like, I don't know anything really about the Muslim faith other than this. Right. And, you know, for all I know that there there's some great teachings in there. Uh, I know that uh, my parents have a book called Jesus and Muhammad, and it was about their similar teachings. Yeah, Islam is peaceful. It, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like any religion with religious extremists. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Christianity is intended to be peaceful, but there are Christian extremists. Like... Yeah. The only one I can't really think of is I can't really think of a lot of Buddhist extremists. No. Because uh, isn't like Buddhism by definition pretty chill? Buddhism is really chill. I say this as someone that practiced Buddhism for a while in college. Uh, there, There is Buddhist rap. Yeah, Which is pretty still, cool. That's not religious extremism. That's rap mm-hmm. music. But the whole point of Buddhism is to free yourself from suffering and to cause suffering kind of seems counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it ends with a crying Cartman as he, like, deals with the whole situation and the kids are going to, like, comfort him because he just realized he killed his own father and he's actually crying because he's part ginger. Yes. And then Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell is not the name of his hand. Mitch, Mitch Connor. Mitch Connor (laughs) says something like, you're pretty cool and tough. I have to go. And disappears from his hand. And like, I think it's very interesting for this to end with uh, Stan saying, you're missing the point. You're looking at the wrong thing at the end of this episode. Yeah. I think it is very well constructed. Uh, And that's the episode. Yeah, and it ends with them sending Tom Cruise to the moon. Oh, yes! Oh my god! <laughs> it's my favorite joke! Uh, Tom Cruise is upset because he's going to get made fun of now. But the kids know of a place where uh, it's only peaceful and happiness. And then the final shot is him dead on the moon next to a whale. There's a Free Willy parody episode of Yeah, South Free Willzicks. Free Willzicks, where they go to SeaWorld, and the guys at SeaWorld mess with him and pretend that the whale is talking to him. 
Okay. And that he wants to go to the moon. Uh, because that's his home planet. Yep. So the kids try to do a free willy and they capture him and they run away with the whale. And the whole time SeaWorld's trying to like catch up to them so that they can stop him. Yeah. Uh, they then find out that Mexico has a space program. Okay. And they're like, how much would it be to send this killer whale to the moon? And they're like, I don't know, 200 bucks? It's like, oh, we have 200 bucks. So at the end, they send the whale to the moon. And then it just dies there. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that episode, I don't know why, but the image of the whale just on the moon killed me. And the fact that that's what they decided to end episode 201 on is just the moon with a dead Tom Cruise next to a dead whale tickles me in a perfect way. Thank you for remembering because <laughs> that it makes me very happy. Yeah, the episodes were not super well received just in general. No? Um, no, like, especially episode 200 felt like uh was considered such a rehash of so many old things. Right. So... Uh, I will say this is not where the story ends. Because okay. later, uh, in May, there is a attempted car bombing in Tom, Times Square in reaction to these episodes that is foiled because the guy who set it up, like, didn't set the bombs up correctly. Wait, in real life? Yes, oh. in real life. Because I remember Jon Stewart doing The Daily Show that day and being like, yeah, they tried to blow us up today, and I'm here recording this show right now. Wow. So, yeah, there was some backlash to this. Uh, in the end, this is still not readily available anywhere. No. Uh, you can find it if you search hard enough. Yes. But you won't find this on Hulu. You won't find this on HBO Max or SouthPark.com. I do not believe it was on the DVDs. No. Uh, episode 200, I believe, was. Yes. But they 201 aired once, and that was the end of it. Uh, and it did not air in the faction that they wanted, which makes me wonder. Because we know what was behind the bleep. Yeah. But I think part of the gag is the censor bar over Muhammad. Like, I don't think the jokes would have landed as much if he wasn't censored because that shows, like, that he has a power no one else has. Yes. And then the censor bar appears over Tom Cruise. If that wasn't ever supposed to be there, what visually was supposed to tell us that he received the goo and got the power? Yeah. So there's a part of me that thinks it's either nothing and he just looks the same and that just kind of points out the fact that there is no power. Or two, he looked like Muhammad, which I think would have been dangerous territory. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's it from my research. I blew all of my research in the beginning and I didn't even get to play my theme song. Uh, what theme song is that? This one. Noah did, Noah did, Noah did some research. Yay! I knew you'd be happy. Uh, do, do you have any, any more research here? I do not. All right, so it's time to give this a verdict. Okay. I'm going to give a very strange verdict. Okay. This one. Uh, because I think there's three levels of this. There's either it 
stay doomed. It should, like, we shouldn't talk about it anymore. Like, it's not worth going back and investigating. There's, it should have aired the way it did. Yeah. And there's, it should air unedited. I kind of want to give this a complete stay doomed. It should remain censored Mm -hmm. and hidden and unavailable. Because I think it makes the conversation about it more interesting. Okay. Because when I first saw this, I saw this a few... So, so I just want just to slip this in here. So you want the fact that it's forbidden to increase the conversation about it, which is a phenomenon called the Streisand effect. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. It is? Yes. What is the Streisand effect? Oh, the Streisand effect is when uh, people... It was named after Barbara Streisand. There were overhead pictures of her house. This was, I want to say, in like the 90s. And she was mad and she tried to block their release as much as she could. And then people wanted to look for these pictures because they were forbidden. Mm. So this film, this this episode is mostly sought after and interesting because it is forbidden, which is the Streisand effect. All right. Pew, pew. Uh, when I first saw this, I said uh, that it was a masterpiece because it tied everything up nicely in a bow and like it encapsulates so much of South Park history. I feel like I don't believe that anymore because the video game does a much better job. Yes. Because like that's really where this type of experience should take place. A video game where it's like I'm now in South Park. I'm seeing all of my friends from South Park and all these memories and nostalgia coming up. So I think since it's done so much better, like it's actually lessened the value of these two episodes. Yes. And I think that they can stay doomed. Uh, also since like it is legitimately dangerous to air them. Yeah. Um, I like the message. I like that they're pointing out that answering with violence is, mm-hmm. The thing that people are responding to, and that's bad. Uh, that being said, just they they shoot themselves in the foot so often, yeah, with unnecessary racism and sexism on South Park. Where I, I find myself increasingly frustrated with the show because it makes some good points and it has some interesting ideas, mm-hmm. but then they're like, "Oh, by the way, we're going to make X, Y, and Z unnecessary to the plot jokes." I, I have a theory. Okay. Uh, I think that... Because we used to really like South Park a lot. Like, we grew up watching it. I, I only like the first... Like, up to the movie. Yeah, and then... And that's the part they actually disown actively. Is the part <laughs> I watched. Uh, we we kind of, like, you know... Grew out of it is not the words I want to use. But I think... The reason it's so offensive to us now is because we're smarter now and we know about these issues and we know that they're a problem. I think the fact that it's presented in these ways targets an audience that would seek this type of shock humor out Mm -hmm. and informs them of a message they want to get elsewhere. Okay. So I think they put it in that shit bag because that's what they're like... It, it attracts the audience they want to deliver this message to. That's my theory about it. Okay. 
Uh, I, I also have this weird relationship with South Park that I feel like, and I, I'm sorry I do this so many times on this show, uh, reminds me of wrestling. Okay. Part of the reason I love wrestling so much is there are people that are still wrestling that I watched when I was in grade school. I mean, Chris Jericho just celebrated mm. his 30th anniversary of in-ring. Exactly. Uh, that Actually, that's a perfect example because I remember watching Chris Jericho's WCW debut. Chris Jericho wrestles Evan Courageous in at like on, I believe, WCW Saturday night. And he wins by count out. And he's like, I don't want to win this way. And for some reason, he says it's Alex Wright in his book, but it was Evan Courageous, damn it. And they boo him because that's like a weird, like, you won. What are you doing? This is a weird way to push you as a babyface. I've seen Chris Jericho grow my entire life as a performer, as a character. And, like, I have this attachment to wrestling because I've invited Chris Jericho into my house at least once a week. My entire life. Chris Jericho almost hit your wife with a car. Yes, you, we almost got into a car accident with Chris Jericho. He's had a great... That would have been a big impact in my life. Uh, anyway, the cars weren't going very fast. <laughs> it was at a gas station. Uh, and we knew it was him when he stuck his head out the window and screamed, Sorry, in Sorry. the most Canadian voice I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Uh, I kind of have that same relationship with Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Okay. Trey, Trey Stone and Matt Parker. I don't know their names, but I have that relationship with them. The creators of South Park. In that, like, South Park came out when I was in, like, sixth grade? Fifth or sixth grade? Yeah, I believe it came out when I was in fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. that, That tracks. And the show has grown and changed over time. Like, it was originally, you know, construction paper and, you know swearing and shock humor and then they started to incorporate messages then Mm -hmm. we had the movie then we had like the three-part epics they started doing and then they had the continuity and like seeing them change and challenge themselves and look back at their old work like oh we shouldn't have done that let's do an episode that fixes what the damage we did in this episode i think is very interesting that for this much time i've had a constant uh, input of their creative process and seen it grown and change. So I, South Park is not something I seek out anymore. Like, it's not appointment television anymore. I remember you used to be... There were, there was a while where I was coming home and you were catching up on it. Yeah, like, I, I used to throw it on and, like, catch up on it. And, like, I'd almost catch up and then I'd fall back off the horse and stuff like that. I haven't watched any of the latest season. I didn't see their pandemic special. Pandemic special just aired. Yeah. Uh, but I, I find their creative journey very interesting. And it's fun having people who I can say that I've been on the entire ride with. That's fair. I I liked early South Park when mm-hmm. I was a 10-year-old who liked poop jokes. Um, and... I diverged from South Park. Mm-hmm. I went in a different direction. Um, my chosen garbage became reality shows. Right, right. So I would like, instead of watching, if there, if it was South Park or Rock of Love, ooh, show me what Brett Michaels is doing. Um, so I get you. 
I got away from it. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't on in the circles I was moving in. And it, it occasionally like came back into my life from time to time. And I, I still do enjoy the movie. The movie, yeah. strangely, holds up. Yeah, great musical. Despite the fact that it's about 20 years old now. Yeah. And it used to be the Forbidden Fruit movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd go to your friend's house to watch it because I wasn't allowed to have it. Mm. I taped it off of TV. I taped it off of Comedy Central's Secret Stash, where they aired it at 1 a.m. uncensored. And I didn't tell my parents I was doing it. I just went to a friend's house the old-fashioned way. I didn't have friends. Oh, I had friends. <laughs> I was very popular. I was not very popular. Um, but, like, I don't have that relationship mm. with South Park. So it's... There are things I've enjoyed. There have been a couple episodes that I've come back and watched because you happen to be watching them. Uh, the one with all the girls in the Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, I tend to like the ones that have really sad endings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with Butters and his grandmother, I very yeah, much enjoyed. that's very good. Um, I've never seen you dive for a remote faster <laughs> in my entire life. Um, and I did enjoy, like, Stick of Truth. Yes. Like, not the... I enjoyed the game, but I also enjoyed the... Uh, the the episodes, the, the Black Friday trilogy. The Black Friday trilogy, yes. So, like, I don't have that same relationship with South Park that you yeah. do. I mean, the, the reason I bring up the, the relationship I have with South Park is I think every day, because you have to deal with me all the time, I tell you how much wrestling sucks. Right. And But because I have that relationship with it, it just kind of stays with me. When people come up to me and say, man, South Park's really bad. The truth is, you're probably right. But I like seeing what my air quotes friends that I've spent so much of my time with are still making. So, like, I don't want to say it's nostalgia goggles. It's something else where it's just like, your criticism is probably valid. It just has no effect on me. Yeah, and I, I... I I have feelings about that. Um, with wrestling, I find wrestling to be a little bit of a different animal. Mm-hmm. Because I can be super done with a wrestling company, but have individual wrestlers I'm still very fond of. Right. Like, I might be like, I really don't care for WWE right now. Sami Zayn's okay, though. Yeah. Because like, I always really like Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. With this, it's just... For me, it's almost more like... Comedy Central is that kid I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And I check back in and like Comedy Central's also been systematically getting rid of everything I cared about. Yeah. In favor of more shows like South Park, which kind of causes like a resentment. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember being upset the day Pendulette stopped doing the voiceovers for Comedy Central. Just, just those little in-between, like, coming up next is Kids in the Hall. That used to be Pendulette. And when it stopped being Pendulette, Comedy Central felt different. And then it was Kyle Kinane, and now I don't think anyone does it. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the relationship with these long-running shows. I mean, we could easily be having this conversation about The Simpsons. Oh, yes. Which is another very long-running show that has had distinct phases. Yeah. We could be talking about Family Guy. Yeah. You know, Family Guy's been running for 20 years now. Yeah, it's so interesting seeing on, like, Watch Mojo, like, whenever they talk about Family Guy, they always, or whenever they talk about anything, they talk about how long it's run. Yeah, they have and the little, like, 
blank to blank. Yeah, and it always pops up for Family Guy, like uh, 2000 to 2002, colon, 2004 to now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, there was two good years, and then it was canceled, and then it came back, and it's still on. I'm like, I really... Oh my god, Family Guy's had 350 episodes. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy the first, uh, those pre-seasons of Family Guy. They're so good. And I was, you know, 13 or 14 watching them because I actually didn't watch them first run. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watched a friend's older brother's DVD that my friend and I Mm -hmm. took uh, because we we weren't allowed to watch it. Mm -hmm. So we took the DVD from her brother. Thanks, Stefan. Um... And it was so impossibly clever at that time. I really love the episode with, uh, the My Fair Lady episode with Stewie and Janet from the yes, daycare. Yes, yes. And now it sucks. <laughs> and now, yeah, now it just sucks. Uh, we're, we're getting a little bit off topic here, and we are currently getting ready to start a, uh, a Patreon-exclusive bonus episode called the, uh crowdfunded crypt which takes place in a monetized mausoleum where we talk about other things uh and this is something that you can check out on our patreon more on that later because we got to talk verdict oh god um i it's hard because i i don't i feel like it's a stay doomed because it's an interesting idea and i i think you're right i think the streisand effect effect helps it so I'm going to say stay doomed for that very strange reason. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, so uh, next week, we got to talk about, I forget the name of the episode, but uh, we're looking at a banned episode as banned episode month continues, and we're talking about Dexter's Lab. We will be discussing the episode Rude Removal. Rude Removal by Dexter's Lab. Links will be below. And if you look below, you'll also find our new Patreon, version one. Uh, you can join that, and you can join our Discord and also get access to the bonus show. We do want to eventually add more tiers where you can make more of an impact on what we end up watching and things like that. But we're still figuring out a good way to do that. So right now it's just version one and we're going to be adding some more tiers later. Where can people find us? You can email us at the stay doomed show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at stay doomed. And uh, if you want to talk to me about something from your watching habits that you consider a friend, I'm at plus two comedy. If you want to make Noah watch Katie Keene, I'm at Stay Doomed. Until next time, stay doomed.